Ladies and gentlemen, you have once again tuned in to Ringside Chaos, the greatest professional wrestling podcast in the history of the world, also the pro wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. No doubt, each and every, each and every one of you already knows that. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right to it. I know that y'all have seen the episode title. Well, you're probably asking yourself, well, why would Alex want to spend time talking about this particular segment? Well, number one, I remember it so well. Number two, to this day, it still makes me laugh. I'm sure that a great number of you remember the segment very, very well. You know, it took place January 15, 2004. And I did, in fact, have to research the, to find the actual date. And this actually took place three days before my 11th birthday. So I know that a lot of you that are listening and watching this episode, you know, I, I can't imagine what age y'all were at that point, but January 15, 2004, that episode of SmackDown was quite an episode. As a matter of fact, I just read the whole entire card. Now, I'm not going to go through it, but, you know, I'm telling you SmackDown back then, I mean, I'm telling you SmackDown in 2004 was just absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, from... I would say from about 2002 to 2006, sometimes I actually had the freaking nerve to say that SmackDown was actually better than Monday Night Raw. Now, a lot of wrestling fans have said, well, it's your opinion, so they don't really make a, necessarily make a big deal out of it. But, I mean, back then, you know, just like today, I just loved professional wrestling, and I was watching WWE every week. I was watching it live on Mondays. And I was watching it, of course, on Thursdays. Back then it was on Thursdays before it got moved to Fridays. And, yeah, we all know how that goes. You know, I think during the time it was actually on, on UPN. So, yeah, Monday Night Raw. During that time, Monday Night Raw was on Spike TV while SmackDown was on UPN. But, anyway, I'm kind of uh, getting a little too uh, off topic. But, so this particular segment. The day that Paul Heyman was forced to eat a bar of soap. The segment is, I think the reason why it is so memorable is because Paul Heyman sold it so freaking well. <laughs> so in that particular time, John Cena basically was, you know, was up and rising. This was actually not long after he had turned into a babyface. Because previously then, now he already had the, the, the Doctor of Thugonomics, and, except had recently he was a heel. So I think it was just, I'm not sure exactly, I don't recall exactly when he officially turned into a face during that time. I want to guess it had to have been, if I'm correct, I would say it had to have been between November of 2003 to probably January 1st, 2004. Again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Now... So, I think this was during a time, you know, so now that John Cena is a babyface, I mean, the whole rapping and everything, the fans already liked it. But now that he was a babyface, the fans were getting into it even more. So, John Cena was basically, you know, being one of the, one of the rebellious guys. Because remember, back then, Paul Heyman was the on-screen general manager of SmackDown, which I thought was awesome. I felt that Paul Heyman played well at playing the bad guy, especially as a villainous authority figure. Not quite the authority figure we saw back at ECW, but, you know, a little similarities. It's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is an absolute artist. 
um, I think, but also during that time, he was actually, uh, he, of course, he worked behind the scenes. I think he was the head of the uh, creative for SmackDown. I mean, I'm not entirely sure what exactly his position was, aside from the on-screen general manager. But I know that Paul Heyman had a huge part in writing the show for SmackDown, and Paul Heyman was doing an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, Paul Heyman, everything he's done for WWE, I've absolutely loved it. So, so during that time, uh, again, um, you know, th th this was actually before the, uh, the, th this was actually building up to the 2004 Royal Rumble. And I think, you know, if I remember correctly, you know, I think what started out the show was it was actually a segment between John Cena, Paul Heyman, and Rhino. And during that time, Rhino was basically kind of in, uh, acting as one of Paul Heyman's enforcers, which is, of course, no surprise because Paul Heyman and Rhino knew each other very well at the time. You know, ECW, ECW, ECW. <laughs> so, I think what started out the segment, according to, according to what I'm reading right here, now, this show actually took place in, uh, in Connecticut at the, at the Mohican Sun Casino. So I think what what started what started it was, um, of course, Paul Heyman came out and announced that several matches tonight would be Royal Rumble qualifying match. Because again, you know, this was uh, this this was basically you know right before the the 2004 Royal Rumble. I would imagine the Royal Rumble was probably, hmm, I would say it was probably this was this show was probably about two weeks before the Royal Rumble, but so Paul Heyman comes out, you know, does whatever, then he gets interrupted by John Cena. And I actually had, this was so difficult because as soon as I saw this, and before I did this episode, I wanted to actually see the rap that John Cena did, and it, 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 took, it took a while. And I actually had to, I had to, actually, I had to actually go on Peacock to do it. And I'm not, and so, <laughs> so I had to go on Peacock, and God knows how long it took me to find the freaking episode, but hey, I had to do it. But in the rap, I, I think it was, in the rap, I'll never forget how John Cena says, that he is going to bounce Paul Heyman around quicker than a bouncing of an ECW check. Oh, man. So let me say it again. John Cena said that he is going to bounce Paul Heyman around quicker than an ECW check. I mean, in some cases, that's like a personal attack on Paul Heyman. But, you know, I, w I wouldn't even be surprised. Because Paul Heyman was in charge of the writing and whatever, I would not be surprised if Paul Heyman was the one who suggested this. I mean... Paul Heyman is going to do what it takes to get the reactions, to get people to keep tuning in. Paul Heyman knows, basically, he knew how, he was beyond having the ability to writing a show. I mean, Paul Heyman, again, a creative genius. So, so I'll never forget it, forget that. Now, John Cena attempted to perform the AA, of course, back then. The AA was known as the FU. Almost performed it on Paul Heyman, but then Rhino came in. And attacked John Cena and performed a gore. And for those of you that don't know or don't remember, the gore is Rhino's finishing maneuver. So, after that, Paul Heyman grabs the mic and assures John Cena and assures the entire crowd, the crowd you know, in there, and of course on the TV, looks at the camera and says that this, was, this would be a night that John Cena would never forget. So... So I was like, oh boy, so, I, I, so basically I kind of told myself, well, looks like, looks like we already got our main event. Like, the main event's clearly going to be John Cena versus Rhino, and I'm sure they're going to do something. So not long after, I mean, that's when, John, that's when Paul Heyman says that John Cena's mouth annoys him, and that he's, he, he needs to teach John Cena a lesson. So, ba so basically, you know, he, he basically says, like, everyone's tired of it, so, you know, it's, it's, it's typical, you know, heel authority figure, so... 
Paul Heyman basically sets up the match, John Cena versus Rhino. And he basically made a vow that at the end of the night, he would personally wash John Cena's mouth with soap. So Paul Heyman kind of gave us a little bit of, uh, well, a little bit of something that our parents used to do to us when we, when, we, when we would basically not listen or not speak properly or not speak appropriately. If we said something bad, our parents used to scare us by saying, we're going to wash your mouth with soap. It's never happened to me, but I learned about that in school because there was a, there was a, well, there was a mom, well, I should, I should mention, one time at a birthday party, well, a kid, a, a kid did in fact, well, you, well, you know, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, so, so, and, and it didn't just, you know, ha happen there, because, you know, later on before the match, Paul Heyman was giving Rhino a pep talk, okay, and, and I'm telling you, you know, honestly, you know, the, the whole, that, that chemistry between John, excuse me, by Paul, with Paul Heyman and Rhino, you know, you know, again, you know, basically Paul Heyman kind of, this is backstage before the match, and Paul Heyman basically tells Rhino that he knows how he was, you know, held down by the Stephanie McMahon administration, because before Stephanie McMahon was the general manager of SmackDown, again, I did in fact watch the entire episode I had to do it. I just felt like, you know what, I want to I want to relive more nostalgia because it just how great SmackDown was in 2004. Again, from 2002 to 2006, SmackDown was pure grade A content, pure grade A pro wrestling. So basically, and then Paul Heyman finishes by saying he wants to personally witness the resurrection of the Extreme Rhino. Oh, man. So before the match, Paul Heyman grabbed the mic, and this was in the ring, and told the world that Rhino would be competing in the match under the rules of ECW, <laughs> but John Cena would have to compete under regular rules. So basically it was like this, Rhino could not be counted out and could not be disqualified, but John Cena could have been counted out and could have been disqualified. So basically it was to give the advantage to the heel, Rhino. And the match itself, I'm saying the match was well worked. A great match between Rhino and John Cena. And Rhino did use a, var a variety of weapons. I'll never forget there was one particular spot where Rhino thrusted a chair into the turnbuckle, attempted to throw John Cena into it, but John Cena reversed and Rhino hit the chair. I'll never forget how Taz, you know, Taz and Michael Cole were on commentary. And by the way, Taz and Michael Cole was such a, was such a brilliant duo. A lot of chemistry between the two. I, I, really, I really miss those guys doing commentary. Taz even says that, you know, John Cena should have been disqualified if Michael Cole argues it because John Cena never put, ne never actually put his hands on the chair. Rhino put it in. So, and I think even Paul Heyman was trying to tell the referee to disqualify him, but, you know, the referee wouldn't. So, uh, I, I, again, the, the, ma the, the match just so worked well. And, and, of course, you know, Paul Heyman interfered several times, uh, John Cena was actually about to perform the FU, which of course, you know, back then it was the FU. It's the same move, but, you know, in the PG era, they called it the AA. They couldn't call it the FU anymore. Go figure. So there was another spot where John Cena is set to perform the FU on Rhino, and then Paul Heyman performs the low blow on John Cena. And then, of course, you know, that gives the advantage back to the heel. But I think, you know, also, there was also another spot, Rhino actually put John Cena on a table, but did not set up the table, the table was still flat in the ring, and then Rhino tried to perform a splash on him, but John Cena moved, so, you know, so I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of remembering all the spots, so, 
After that, Rhino set up the table on the turnbuckle and was basically going to prepare to gore John Cena right through it. So as it's being set up, John Cena moves out of the way. Rhino running full speed. John Cena at the last second jumps out of the way. Rhino runs right in through, right into that table. I'm telling you, the way it was set up, the way it was executed, I mean, I'm telling you, Rhino just, both those guys, I mean, the way Rhino just ran full speed right into the table, man, runs right into the table, John Cena gets up, because Paul Heyman, of course, you know, got on the turn, got on, on the side of the ring, John Cena knocks him out, like, punches him and, throw, and, and knocks him off the apron, Rhino gets up, and then gets, gets FU'd, and then John Cena covers, one, Two, three. John Cena wins. So what does that mean? Well, quite simply put, Paul Heyman is going to get his mouth washed with soap. Not surprisingly, Paul Heyman tried to run away. And supposedly for one second it looked as though he did, but he was brought back out to the ring. Now this is where the episode gets pretty difficult because who was now involved in this segment? Well, for those of you that remember, you guys already know. But for those of you who don't know, it was Chris Benoit. I understand the controversy surrounding the whole Chris Benoit thing, but look. Chris Benoit comes out and basically has Paul Heyman by the shirt, dragging him out to the ring and then throws him in the ring. And then basically Paul Heyman is cornered. Hmm. <laughs> you know and the way Chris Benoit was dragging Paul Heyman to the ring, I mean, we talk about selling well. I mean, Paul Heyman was, I mean, Paul Heyman sold the whole thing so well, but no, because again, Paul Heyman's, Paul Heyman's just an artist. So Paul Heyman all of a sudden grabs a, a kendo stick that, that Rhino had used during the match and tries to, you know, scare John Cena and Chris Benoit, but it doesn't work. He starts saying, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. So he tries to use the weapon to, to basically try to run away, but he's surrounded. So he tries hitting Benoit several times, but to no avail. Benoit jumps in the ring, attempts to put, basically goes after Heyman, and John Cena stops Benoit and tells Paul, and tells Benoit to put, put to put Heyman in the sharpshooter. The way John Cena explained the whole thing to Benoit, now I, I imagine Benoit already knew how it was going to happen. This was just how the whole thing was. This this was all in the script. How it was basically going to be sold. John Cena tells Benoit, "Soap the sharpshooter." So he instructs Benoit, "Put Paul Heyman in the sharpshooter, so Paul Heyman can eat the soap." And then Benoit had that smile on his face. I'll never forget Michael Cole saying, and I quote, look at the smile on Benoit's face, unquote. And then Taz responded by saying, and Benoit don't smile much. So, all of a sudden, Benoit puts Paul Heyman in the sharpshooter. Paul Heyman is screaming, tapping out. Man. You know, John Cena runs out of the ring, grabs the mic, you know, runs back of the ring, tells Chris, you know, Chris, you know, to chill, chill, chill. I mean, again, if you've, if you've seen the whole segment, then you know. Tells Benoit to chill and literally taunts Heyman by saying, you know, that hurts, doesn't it? And Heyman's already saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, and then basically, you know, screaming, you know, for somebody to help him. And then John Cena says, you booked the match, so... You know, you're the general manager. You booked the match. You booked the stipulation. John Cena ends up by saying, I'm going to get me some soap. Runs back out of the ring. Grabs grabs the package of soaps. Lifts it in the air like that. The crowd goes crazy and boom. <laughs> oh. And the way it started. I, I'm telling you, Paul Heyman repeatedly said, telling Chris, Chris, I'm sorry. 
Chris, I'm sorry, because, you know, in the le weeks leading up, you know, Paul Heyman had been basically been feuding with Benoit, so, uh, and, and then, like, John Cena just pulls out the, the bar of soap and just starts telling Paul, come on, lick the soap, Paul, and Paul looks at it and goes, no, I'm not going to lick that soap, which John Cena responds, oh, you're not going to lick the soap, well, <laughs> there's one word on my mind going through, there's only one word going through in my mind right now, and it's Chris, so Chris Benoit alleviates the pressure of the sharpshooter, then Paul Heyman again just sells it well. John Cena puts the soap right by Heyman's mouth, and 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 then Heyman is forceful, you know, force is being basically he forcefully. Paul Heyman forcefully licked it, and then Cena tells Benoit chill again. <laughs> uh, and I'm telling you, John Cena took it to a whole new level by saying, "Now that we got the preliminaries out of the way." I know, looking at your body type, you're probably a little hungry right about now. So that's basically John Cena character, you know, making fun of Paul Heyman's weight. And then Paul Heyman's just all of a sudden, you know, doing that, that scared look, shaking his head. And then, <laughs> and then Paul, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, in this whole segment, you know, in this whole particular spot, every time Paul Heyman said the, the word Chris, oh, you said Chris, Chris, and then Chris would alleviate the pressure of the sharpshooter, Heyman would start screaming, opening his mouth, and John Cena would shove the soap in the in Paul Heyman's mouth. I'm telling you, I think he did it twi uh, three times. I mean, I'm telling you, the first time, Paul Heyman does bite it, but then spits it back out. And, and this is where John Cena just took it to a whole new level again. He said to Paul, "Oh, don't spit it out! Don't spit it out! Everybody knows you swallow. Don't spit it out." So <laughs> that to Paul Heyman, and then Paul Heyman just again sells it so well looks at John Cena in a very angry way and then vows to make the guy's life a living hell. He's like, oh, you messed with the wrong man this time. You messed with the wrong guy. You know what I'm going to do to you? You know what I'm going to do to you? What you going to do to me, Paul? He's like, I'm going to make your life a living hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, you see, of all the things, I'm so grateful for Paul Heyman. I mean, these, these moments right here, I mean, I remember it so well. I just wanted to watch the whole thing before I did this episode. Ugh. Oh, man. Uh, and then, basically, after that threat, Paul basically tells him, Now let me go! And then John Cena responds by saying, Oh, he's got a, po got a point, but I got a better one. Chris, once again, soap in the mouth. And then, but John Cena says, Take another bite, fatso. Eat it up, eat it up. Don't spit it out. And you notice I'm doing this word for word because, again, I did my homework. <laughs> oh. And then, all of a sudden, now Paul Heyman's really trying to reason with John Cena. And he says, John, John, listen to me. Once again, apologizes to Chris. So says the word Chris. Like, and then John Cena says, I thought he said Chris, didn't he? Chris? Once again, but this time there's no soap in the mouth. Oh, chill, 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 once again. Now, Paul Heyman's totally lost it, so he responds by, he looks at John and says, F you! F you, F you, F you, F you, John Cena, F you! <laughs> and, Paul, and John Cena's face, as that's happening, I'm, I'm telling you, see, talking about selling the whole angle well. John Cena has that funny look on his face, and then he responds, Uh, F me? F moi, 
I think the correct verbiage would be F you, Paul Heyman. Chris? Once again, I'm, I'm telling you, this was the best one. Paul Heyman sold the sharpshooter the best one in this one. John Cena puts the whole bar in Paul Heyman's mouth. And I'm telling you, it looked as though Paul Heyman actually swallowed it for real. I mean, you got it. I mean, again, you got to applaud. Paul Heyman really took it. I mean, I would imagine it was difficult because, you know, first of all, soap tastes gross. You don't put soap in your mouth. Now, I did put soap in my mouth when I was little, I think. I think we've all had a phase when we were little kids, when we were three, four years old, maybe two years old. We put soap in our mouth. We cried to mommy and daddy. And yeah, but he puts the whole bar in Paul Heyman's mouth. And just like that, Paul Heyman, I think, swallowed it immediately. And then I, I, it was funny because John Cena took Paul Heyman's tie and, you know, wiped his mouth. I mean, it was just it was just to make the whole thing so funny. And it was so. Man, it, it's just good to see how so well Paul Heyman sold the whole thing. I mean. John Cena, Paul Heyman, and of course Chris Benoit. I mean, they, hold, they did this whole thing together, but also Rhino for basically working a great match with John Cena. I mean, again, this is one of the many reasons why I loved, I adored SmackDown back then. SmackDown was great. Now, I loved Raw, but I'm, I'm telling you, from, I would say 2004 to 2006 was the total height of SmackDown. SmackDown was at its best during that time. 2004, 2005, 2006 SmackDown... Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'd probably almost consider binge-watching episodes from during that time. But man, the one particular segment where John Cena forced Paul Heyman to eat and swallow a bar of soap. I'm telling you, I would not be, it would not surprise me at all if Paul Heyman's the one who came up with the whole idea. Well, some would say Vince McMahon probably came up with it. Some would probably say it was Paul Heyman, and I don't know who else was part of the SmackDown creative team. I mean, I don't know, maybe Bruce Pritchard. I don't know. But I just know that whoever came up with it, it was planned well, and it was executed well. So this is actually, in one particular source, thewaltculture.com has this particular moment listed as one of the ten things WWE wants to forget about Paul Heyman. Now... <laughs> Now, do you think this particular episode, you know, uh, going back in time was good? I mean, just wait till I have the next episode. Just wait. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, you know, from for back then, you know, for Paul Heyman to be involved in such a funny, comedic angle, and for Paul Heyman to make the absolute most of it, to sell it so well, thank you, Paul Heyman. You know, now this was this is where it gets a little bit personal for, through me because. This was during a time where my parents hated me watching professional wrestling, especially my dad. My dad would be so fed up that my dad would scream off the top of his lungs at me because I was watching professional wrestling every week. Apparently, he took, he took exception to the fact that pro wrestling was one of my escapes from the daily torment at school and how just difficult th my parents were making things at home. So again, you know, out of, out, out of all the people I credit in pro wrestling for giving me solace through professional wrestling, Paul Heyman is one of them. So, so I thank Paul Heyman so much for making me laugh so hard that night because, you know, as soon as I, you know, because, you know, as I got home, you know, my parents started doing, you know, like I had to do homework immediately, you know, which was, a, which was no problem. I, I said to myself, you know, do my, do my homework before SmackDown gets on. It's fine. No problem. So, but still, you know, my parents had gotten an argument that day. How do I remember? Well, because, you know, there's a lot of times where I remember my parents having a specific argument. I remember what happened and what it was about. 
But Paul Heyman basically, after going through so much pain that particular afternoon, Paul Heyman and John Cena and Chris Benoit and Rhino all put smiles on my face. The whole SmackDown episode was great, so WWE once again had put a smile on my face, and they brought joy to a kid that was in a lot of pain. And I'm very, very grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also, be sure that you tune in to the next episode because if you think this particular episode was from a funny moment in the past in WWE, wait till the next episode comes out because that you will certainly be feeling the, the true feeling of nostalgia. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one and God bless.